Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're talking all about Facebook. Facebook shared what they're focusing on for 2023, and there's actually good stuff in here for marketers, so we'll definitely delve into that. Also, something that was speculated on at Social Media Marketing World, because there was evidence of it, uh, has been confirmed by Facebook this week, so we'll share what that is. And Facebook's giving consumers more control over what they see, and I think knowing what that is always lets us do our job better as marketers, and so we'll share that all coming up on today's show. My name is Jerry Potter. Yes, it rhymes with the boy wizard. And this is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show from Social Media Examiner, where we break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Today, our guest is Allie Bloyd, host of the Marketing Inc. podcast and founder of Allie Bloyd Media, a leading training and consultancy for small businesses that specializes in social advertising. Welcome back to the show, Allie. Hey there. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, good to see you. So let's jump in first, you know, the focus for 2023 for Facebook, what they shared, and then kind of what we can glean from that. So what are some of the things that Facebook says they're focusing on this year? So definitely expanding the AI powered discovery features on the platform. So they do want to constantly improve what they say is the user experience in terms of being able to identify what their customer base or their user base actually wants to see. They're also really focusing on creators and creator-focused profiles, which unlock monetization options for creators. And really, again, just kind of using AI as a whole into their messaging, their platform, and the way that people use the platform. So that'll be interesting to see how that evolves over the next couple of years. So basically, like every company, they said, oh, yeah, yeah, we're using AI now. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, Facebook has been using AI for quite some time, truth be told, in their content moderation processes, in their ad approvals and rejections. You know, I think that they've they've been kind of on the forefront of it in a lot of ways. But at the same time, 
it hasn't really trickled into the user experience quite as much. Facebook for a really long time and still, you know, to this day is mainly that platform where you go to communicate with people that you know personally or through your online conversations. Whereas I think they're really trying to expand that into be more of something like we see on Instagram, where a lot of the people that you follow and a lot of the content that you see, it's not necessarily from friends, family, and direct connections from brands. It's from other creators, things like that. So definitely seems to be the direction that they're looking to go. Well, and the typical thing is the company is, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to do this. But of course, the consumer behavior has to follow. I mean, Meta has had many things that they've tried to say, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to do this now, like hashtags on Facebook, for example, that they ignored for years. And then they said, okay, we're doing hashtags now. And then if if the consumer behavior doesn't follow, then, you know, there's nothing they can do about it. And then they also touched a little bit on short form video reels, of course, which is for Facebook, and then also adding more ad possibilities to reels. Yeah, so Reels have obviously been the content format that has expanded the most within the last several years, particularly on Instagram. I think they want to see that same type of growth on Facebook. Will they see it? I'm not necessarily sure, but they seem to want to go where the user's attention is going, which is on short form video in a lot of cases. Still, if you're on the Facebook platform, it doesn't seem to be a large feature. You know, I sometimes find it difficult to even find where to go to see some of the reels. And so I don't think that they've really (laughs) smoothly incorporated that into the experience. Whereas on Instagram, it is just a native part of the platform. You see a regular post, you'll see a reel. It does seem like they really kind of are keeping those things separate when it needs to be much more seamlessly incorporated. But I definitely think they're going to continue to push it. That is really what led to a lot of the push for the creator profiles and the monetization. They want more people to be creating that content. Otherwise, they're not going to have anything to push. Whereas people on Instagram, there's more than enough reels to be able to get that into everyone's feed. And I just don't think there's that same type of momentum yet on Facebook, which is what they want to try and change. Yeah. And you're absolutely right about the user experience. It's kind of like if you shop at a regular grocery store all the time and you travel, you go into another store and you're like, nothing's in the right place. Yeah. And that's kind of what the Reels experience is, even from mobile to desktop to, you know, from personal profiles. I mean, I get asked all the time, where do I upload a Reel to this? And where do I watch Reels? I only see stories. And of course, we're all getting a different experience depending on what we do when we log in. And the ad placements will be interesting as well. Not on Facebook, but on Instagram, I saw a banner ad on a Reel. And it kind of like shoved everything from the bottom up. And I've only saw it one time. So I'm kind of like wondering if this is, you know, where all that's going to go. Only time will tell. Yeah. The other big thing that came out this week. So Mari Smith, who's a regular contributor here on the show, she had a roundtable with about 10 people, including a few people from Facebook this week. And they talked a lot about reels on Facebook professional profiles. And for anyone who saw Michael Stelzner, founder of Social Media Examiner's keynote in San Diego at Social Media Marketing World, he had a big chunk about this opportunity where we're seeing this incredible reach. And so they kind of came out and confirmed this, that yes, if you want to post reels on a professional profile, which is, it's the same profile, it's not a business page, but you get more analytics and the ability Mm -hmm. to boost posts and things like that. That's where we're going to pull that recommended content. And they're adding more and more tools to this. So with your clients, I know you primarily focus on Facebook ads and things like that and gave a great presentation about it at World, but do you see this professional mode becoming a bigger part of 
the marketing strategy on Facebook with that news? You know, I think it really depends on the types of clients or accounts or really just kind of the way that you approach Facebook in general. So for someone like myself, more of a personal brand definitely would probably be a better fit for that professional profile. So you and I spoke with, you know, about this a little bit before we started, but I have been hesitant to switch because I do get a lot of great stuff organically with my Facebook profile. And I didn't want to risk the reach dropping like it has seemed to do whenever we have that business focus. You know, they want you to put your money into paid and they know if you're a business, you're going to be a lot more willing to do that. So if that is not the case with the professional profiles, I think that's going to be a breath of fresh air ultimately. So I do feel like personal brands, creators definitely have a lot more opportunity there. Can I see my remodeling clients or my chiropractor clients and things like that switching their personal profile to a professional mode? In all honesty, I think it's a little bit unlikely, mainly because so many of them are not even aggressively using their profiles as is for lead generation. So I think the people who have already seen that my personal profile is a prime spot for me to generate leads, acquire new clients, do it in a really organic, personal feeling way. I think those are definitely going to be the profiles that will have the highest likelihood of converting over. Unless you are aggressively posting and engaging on the platform, I don't know that it's going to mean that much to you. The increased analytics, I think, is awesome. I do think if you are, again, someone who is creating reels, content, things like that, that's what they really want to see. And the ability to monetize that is going to be really nice, as well as some other added benefits. But I think it does depend on the type of business that you are and the way you're already using your personal profile on Facebook. Yeah. And, you know, I see this similar to the creator profile on Instagram. Obviously, both companies are owned by Meta and their clients professional profile, but it's really seems to be geared for creators because that was kind of their main thing, like get analytics, find out what's working. And so it will be interesting to see. Some people have already said they've experienced diminished reach. Other people have said their reach has skyrocketed. So it will be interesting to see where all of that goes. Hey, heads up, if you are a marketer and sometimes marketing can feel like a lonely world, the Social Media Marketing Society is open right now. If you're looking for a one-stop shop for all your social media marketing needs, Look no further. With over 140 expert-led workshops available on demand and monthly live workshops covering the latest trends, you can be a marketing rock star for your own business or whatever business you work for in no time. Take your social media game to the next level. You don't have to wait. It is open right now. It's not open all the time. So just go to check it out at socialmediasociety.info. That's socialmediasociety.info. Info. So Meta Verified, we talked about this on the show previously, but it has now rolled out to the United States, where a lot of our viewers and, and listeners are. And this is the you know paid service where you actually get to chat with someone, you get uh, your account verified, they look out for imposter accounts and things like that. And so we've talked about this before. Have you seen anything new or talked to anyone that has done this and how that's going so far? Because I know a lot of people are kind of like you just described with professional mode, sitting on the fence. You know, am I going to jump into this or not? Well, I think the numbers really speak for themselves. They are supposed to be adding between two and three billion in revenue from the verification alone. So it was a simple notification at the top of everyone's profile to let them know that they can now do this. 
And a huge number of people took them up on that offer, myself included. So when we talked about this prior to the release, I think the most valuable feature is the access to a real person in terms of support. I spend a lot of money on Facebook and Instagram ads every month. And even the support that I receive while I do have a rep that I can talk to, it's still not great. I mean, they have notoriously horrible support, whether it is for the user of the platform or the advertiser of the platform. So I was interested to see, is this support option going to actually allow me to kind of have one place that I can go when I need support or a real human being to talk to? So I haven't actually been able to use the support yet, but it's there. I am eager to see if it will be an improvement. If it's not, you know, maybe it's not worth it at the end of the day. Considering what I spend on advertising, $15 a month is nothing. I think that's how most advertisers would feel. And again, I think it's slightly, you know, less important in terms of the status of your profile. For me, it's about the support element that they are adding. If you are someone who has people that are impersonating your accounts, obviously that would be important. The process is a lot faster and more seamless than the traditional verification process. So at this time, it seems like it was a great move for Meta to introduce this, obviously kind of taking their cues from Twitter and their new paid verification process. But just in terms of the revenue alone, things are going great for them. If they actually provide great support for the people who have paid for this, I think it's going to be wins for the consumer as well. Yeah, one of my clients reached out this morning and she said, I looked up, you know, whether my page is eligible to be recommended or not. And it said that there were some strikes and she had a a hacking thing back in the fall. And she's like, what should I do? And I'm like, spend the 12 bucks and talk to somebody and figure out. Sometimes they tell you, like with ads, they do a decent job of saying it might be one of these nine things. Yeah. (laughs) The bane of our existence as marketers. But, you know, for the page recommendation thing, there's like no info. They're like, you probably did something. We don't know what it is. You know, imagine talking to your kids that way. Like, you're in trouble. Why? I don't know. You probably did something, you know, yeah. look at the list on the wall. Yeah, no, it's a struggle for yeah. sure. I think if the support is decent, it's going to be amazing for the people who really need it. Yeah. And so I told her, Hey, it's, you know, 12 bucks, get on there. And I bet you can find out for sure. And if it's not amazing, then, you know, move Kids on. Yeah. yeah. And part of the promise of the verified profile is better security and things like that. But Facebook is changing some of their other security, which certainly affects any of us that log into more than one account. So what are these changes that are happening with the way the login process works with security? Well, they are removing the code generator. So code generator is being phased out. If that's something that you do use to authenticate your account when you're logging in, then you need to make sure that you have other two-factor authentication options set up. So in terms of the other options that are going to be available soon, They are introducing a way for you to be able to actually authenticate your account through a missed call. You don't even have to answer the call for this to take place. So I do think this is slightly creepy in some ways that they're (laughs) able to actually understand that this is your phone based on the back end data, like how much data do they really need to have on all of us, but they will be able to do that. And so a big part of it, I really do believe is the financial aspects for them. Sending out two-factor authentication text messages costs them a lot of money every year. Mm. So I don't know specifically how much it is for Facebook and Instagram, but for Twitter, it was approximately $60 million a year alone 
in just wow. two-factor authentication text messages. So there's definitely a benefit to them. I think two-factor texts are, you know, it's a love-hate relationship for a lot of us. I appreciate the fact that I know my account is secure, absolutely. But it's something that just gets so old and annoying. So with this, you're going to be able to have them just send a call through to your phone and it will automatically log you in. There is no code to put in. It will authenticate on its own and you will be able to just move forward into the account. So I do think that's going to be really interesting. Right now, it's only available on Facebook Lite. It's not available in all regions. So we're going to have to see how that works after they officially roll it out to everybody. But if you are currently using the code generator to authenticate your account, you need to switch over to something pretty quickly because they are phasing that out altogether. Do you know how the missed call thing works? Like, are they leaving you a voicemail with a code? No, they're actually somehow tapping into your phone, which again, kind of creepy. <laughs> so it like connects to the Facebook app and it's like, hey, Facebook just called. This is legit or something. Yeah. Because it's on the same device. I guess so. I mean, for me wow. as somebody who's not like into that type of technology necessarily, it is a little unusual. Could it be a good thing? I suppose. But again, the fact that they have the ability to do that in the first place, to me, I'm like, I don't know about that. But it, I guess it'd be nice to not have to put in a text message code. I always wonder, do we trade convenience for our personal privacy, privacy yeah. and security? And I think yeah. in many ways, the answer is yes. But at the same time, if they already have the ability to do what they're doing, then there's really nothing we can do if they've already got the access. Right, right. We're in, right? At least we don't have to put in a code. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, some important Facebook ad updates. We're talking to Allie Bloyd about everything new on Facebook. And so this is one of the areas that they are incorporating more and more AI. And so what are these new updates that marketers need to know in terms of Facebook ads? Well, they are increasing your ability to be able to understand where your ads are being placed on third-party sites primarily. So let's say you are concerned that your ads are going to show up next to content that you're not really okay with. You don't want your brand associated with that, or maybe you just don't want to financially support some of those types of sites, which is ultimately what's happening if they're allowing ads on their platform. So you will be able to have a much higher control on where those ads end up. They are going to have some new inventory as well. I think it probably is going to be through those third-party sites. But more than anything, just using AI to really help advertisers understand where their ads are ending up and give them the control to decide if that's where they want their ads shown in the first place. Okay, so basically they're learning, the AI can see better what's on some of these sites so that when you exclude certain categories, like I don't want to be on anything controversial or whatever it might be, it's getting better. At exactly. That. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then, you know, every once in a while, Facebook comes along, they go, hey, we might ban these kind of ads. And right now this is happening in Europe, but could definitely use your help kind of explaining what are these ads that they're talking about banning? Because, you know, no matter where you are in the world, it starts one place, eventually it, you know, works its way to most places. So what are these? Yeah, so this is actually pretty interesting, but they're trying to ban all personalized ads in general, which means just about everything. I think this is actually going to be a huge fail all around. While most people don't really want all their personal data read or, or seen, 
We also don't want a bunch of completely irrelevant ads around us all the time. No matter what the case, we're going to see advertising. It is a part of life. So the question is, am I going to see an ad for like men's hair care products, something that I am not ever going to need? Or am I going to see an ad for, you know, something that I genuinely could be interested in buying? I have discovered a ton of new products and services and things over the years through ads. So as an advertiser, of course, I have a vested interest in this. But as a consumer, I also think it's a better idea that our ads are personalized as long as our data and our privacy is being protected and it's transparent in terms of how that takes place. If the interactions are on platform that are being tracked in terms of my engagement with other types of ads or my engagement with certain types of profiles, I don't really have an issue with that. I mean, I'm voluntarily doing these things on these platforms. So what the EU is trying to do is really ban all of that altogether. It is going to restrict ad targeting significantly, really coming down to kind of like age and general location. And that's about it. It's not going to be good for the advertisers. It's not going to be good for the users. They are going to end up being bombarded with a lot of stuff that doesn't matter to them. And I just think it's going to cause a degraded user experience at the end of the day. So it was really kind of a big lawsuit recently where they were fined $414 million for supposedly illegally forcing users to accept personalized ads in its apps. Mm. So I think this is really like an overreach in all honesty, because I don't think it's illegally forcing people to accept it. We are voluntarily going on these platforms. I think the third party data, that's always been kind of my issue. And they've already phased a lot of that stuff out over the last couple of years. And while it does make things a little bit more challenging in the advertising space, we've been able to overcome it with really no change in terms of the ad results. And I do feel better about the fact that, okay, you can track me on the platform if you want. But once I leave your platform, just get away. Yeah. That's part of the game. Like you sign up to these platforms knowing they have terms of service, knowing it's free because you are the product. I mean, that's how it is. If they were charging you, it'd be a different experience but you know that they have to make their revenue somewhere. And so again, I do think that this lawsuit was really an overreach, but in Europe, it's not anything, you know, we can really comment on that much here in America in terms of the process. They are trying to appeal that. So they're trying to not pay that fine. And I think make sure that they are not getting closer to a legal precedent where that could happen in other places. They're also going to be banning all political ads entirely across Europe. And that is, I think, again, not a good thing. We should not be able to prevent people from seeing different types of advertising. Different opinions. Yeah, like let the people see the ads. If somebody wants to advertise on the platform, I mean, it's the same thing they could do on TV. It's the same thing they could do in person at at events with whatever. You know, these are the public square in today's world. And banning all of that actually prevents a lot of people potentially from even being aware of the issues in the first place. Maybe they don't have cable television, you know, maybe they don't have access to some of these other things, but they do have social media. So I don't think that's good either. However, again, it's in Europe, nothing that we can really do here in the US regarding that. 
Well, and politics is a whole other <laughs> a whole other conversation for sure. So it is. one of the things they announced at Facebook is they're now giving users even more controls over what we see in our feed. So we talked earlier about how AI is better serving content to people. But what is this update where they're actually letting us as consumers choose a little bit more about what we see? Yeah, they are going to give us the ability to tell them what it is we're looking for. I think that's kind of a long time coming. And are overdue when it comes to the way that these profiles work. I mean, in all honesty, I don't know that it's going to be that impactful. There are a couple of cool things. Like it can say, I want to see more or less of content that third parties have fact checked. So I think Mm. that could be an interesting one. The other thing is being able to say that you want more low quality or unoriginal content. (laughs) I don't know how many people are voluntarily saying, I want more low quality and unoriginal content, but we're now going to have the ability to tell Facebook that that's what we're looking for. The question is, who's determining what's low quality or unoriginal content? I think, you know, that would be a more interesting conversation to say, you know, this is the specific type of content I want to see more of. Similar to what we can already do on Instagram, you know, things that are graphic in nature, potentially violent or sensitive, you know, you have controls to prevent your feed from really showing those or limiting those. We're now also going to have those settings and availability on Facebook. So how much it's going to impact what our feed experience is like, it's hard to say. I do think, again, kind of some interesting options when it comes to if you're finally giving me a little bit more control, that's the best you could come up with. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe it's the first step in the right direction. But all I know is I probably won't be turning on the, I want to see more low quality or unoriginal content in my own feed. I can't wait to get a screenshot of that, right? Do you want to see (laughs) more low quality content like that? Why are you calling this low quality? Why are you showing it in the first place? Yeah, exactly. What actually determines low quality? Yeah. That's an opinion. And AI is not really supposed to have opinions. So we'll see how that one goes. I'm an overthinker and I've got some anxiety. And so when I, we do see the ones we see now, like do you want to see more or less content like this? And I'm always looking at it. I'm like more content with men or women or more content about this topic or more content that's long or short or videos or photos. I know it's hard to know. <laughs> more content with people in red shirts. I don't know what you're asking about. And it's always yeah. super vague. So I ignore it. I'm like, I'm gonna let the algorithm do its thing. So quick update, anybody who is using audio rooms for Facebook groups, those are going away. So just a heads up if you hadn't already seen that notification. And a quick reminder as well that Social Media Marketing Society is now open. You can become a social media rock star today. Just take a few seconds, check it out by going to socialmediasociety.info. That's socialmediasociety.info. Allie, where can we find out more about you? Yeah, you can go to AllieBloyd.com, A-L-L-I-E-B-L-O-Y-D.com. You can also find me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or on the Marketing Inc. podcast. All the places. Okay. And if you are looking for a couple more interesting podcasts to add to your podcast lineup, you can check out the Social Media Marketing Podcast, as well as the Web3 Business Podcast. And those are available wherever you find your podcasts. All right. Until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Have a great day. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. 
Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.